Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, Jake Lambert. One of the the brightest... Oh my God, I've started already. Straight in there. Uh, One of the brightest stars on the comedy circuit. If you're on social media, you probably follow him at Little Lost Lad. He went... I mean, he, bro- he, he broke the internet. He was he shared the picture of the cat and his wife. Sorry, his uh, fiance had um, had made a little art gallery for the cat. So there was a little Mona Lisa and so on. Um, beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Um, just slightly above the skirting board, so that the cat could peruse each work of art, and they were miniature sized, cat sized. And the cat could peruse each work of art. It was, it was, it was, it was a beautiful joke. It was the perfect execution. Now this was recorded at the the very start of lockdown. So maybe we both sound way too chipper and optimistic. Uh, Jake is a a, a tremendous comedian. He's great on social media. Um, And this is an episode that is all about... Turning a hobby or turning something that you're good at into an actual career. So I hope that this inspires you, especially while we're on lockdown. Jake was Jake discovered that he was good at writing funny tweets. And then it went from there. I'll say no more. Well, no, I'll I, I tell you what. Let's put it, put it this way. He went from being good at writing funny tweets, jump cuts to... Him supporting Michael McIntyre on tour and therefore playing some of the biggest arenas in the world. Um, so is it, you know, it's amazing what can happen when you when you follow your heart. I guess uh, Jake's a, a good friend, uh, terrific comedian. Hang on, I, I, that, that sounds awful. Terrific friend and a terrific comedian. Um, he's. I, this sounds like I'm releasing this episode. Just in time for Always Be Comedies Online show this Wednesday. I'm not, but now that I, now that I think of it, I will mention it. Um, this Wednesday, Jake, Wednesday the 10th of June, Jake is doing one of our Always Be Comedy Online shows. Uh, alwaysbecomedy.com. Uh, Jake, if you don't follow him, at Little Lost Lad. One more thing to add. Jake and I, what we did, <laughs> does happen sometimes when you've got a mate on. Uh, we started chatting and the chat before the podcast had started and the chat was great. 
and it was quite balance themed. And I went, you'll hear me. I go, ah, Jake, I think we need to include this. Uh, we are talking about the danger of comparing yourself to other people. I know we all do it. Uh, but as we say, had, had the, had Cristiano Ronaldo, the Portuguese Ronaldo ever compared himself to the Brazilian Ronaldo who'd gone before him, he would never have become the same player. He'd have, he'd have, he'd have stopped improving. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's not everyone's cup of tea, of course, but in terms of, uh, making the most of every bit of potential that you've got and wringing every last drop out, He's uh, he's a huge influence. Anyway, that that to explain what the chat is up top. Uh, anyway, it, as ever, this has become my catchphrase, hasn't it? This, without further ado, uh, Jake Lambert. Watching Ronaldo at 1998, someone telling us there would be a better and more famous and more successful Ronaldo. That would have blown our minds. Yeah, you'd never believe it. You'd go, absolutely no chance, he is the one. And now yeah. you go, I would have that other one in my team every time, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. 100%, totally. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just how you must have to work so hard, like, to be that. But you can only, you're right, you can only be competing with yourself because if Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, had looked at the other Ronaldo, he could have stopped years ago. He would have, if, 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 he'd, if he'd got obsessed with the other Ronaldo, I've got to be better than the other Ronaldo, mm. then he would have peaked at the age of about 25. Exactly. And then never yeah. improved. Whereas now he's still banging the goals in in his thirties. I know he's a different player and all that, but um, because because Cristiano, in fact, this we should keep we should put this in the podcast, but it's too late now. But Alistair Campbell in his book about winners, yeah, the real insight into the sort of books I read. But he interviews someone from Manchester United, and they said they compared Rooney to Cristiano Ronaldo, and Rooney trained until he'd like felt like he trained enough and Cristiano Ronaldo trained until he was the best and he said that was the difference between the two Rooney had this this will do mentality whereas Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to push himself further and further and further which I think is most evident in their physiques Rooney's probably gone this will do (laughs) it's 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 barely athlete but it will do <laughs> Ronaldo's gone. It needs to be like it was a, ch- a chiselled Greek statue. I, I need to look like I'm made from marble. <laughs> yeah, perfection. Well, should we should we should we dive in? Should we dive in? Let's go for it. <laughs> if we just keep that in there, what a lovely start. I wonder if there's a way I can crowbar. Maybe I'll tr- I'll try. You in my intro, I'll just say we did a pre-chat. It turned into liquid chat until we kept it in. Um, well, I'm just joined tell today. the listener how they missed out. Oh, sorry, I've talked. No, no, you're all right. Track. You're all right. So this is our first. This is balances. I don't know why I'm talking louder than I was five seconds ago. Um, <laughs> We've gone professional. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> this is our first lockdown episode. And, oh, this uh, is the one. The reason. So I love J- I love Jake Lambert uh, enormously, but the reason why Jake is the most perfect guest is because. Myself, like millions of others around the world, I'm on social media more than I've ever been and probably ever will be in my life. And you think, what am I doing? But also, is there a way that I can turn this into a a positive? And so the person I'm speaking with right now is someone who got into social media years ago, had this prodigious skill, this knack of being able to, inverted commas, do it, 
and then used it as a springboard for a, a hugely successful career as a writer, an author, a comedian. Uh, so I just figured, you know, not everyone on social media is going to be a comedian, but a lot of them could end up becoming a PT, a baker, a life coach, something else. So I guess the first question, Jake, is uh, how did you first get into social media? James, can I just say, how, the fact that we had pre-chat and then you instantly turned professional and I've only ever seen you work at Always Be Comedy, which is, I mean, apart from the fact that it's technically professional, what you do would not be considered professional because of, you know, we've all, you, you get the audience clapping, singing, you're throwing Maltesers at people. But that was absolutely brilliant. Thanks, Jake. Thanks very much. I'm going to keep this, I'm going to keep that praise in. <laughs> but, better um, better sorry, host than me would take that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not on my watch. <laughs> You've got the trailer. <laughs> I um, um because of um Delaney. Well, you I, went um, quiet there, Jake. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, how weird. Um, it was because of um the first person I ever followed on Twitter was Gary Delaney. I was watching something on um, on TV. I think it had, it had Jason Manford in it. And basically at the end, it came up with the additional material. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So I Googled the name that came up on the credits, which was Gary Delaney. Yeah. And then saw he had Twitter and saw he posted all these jokes for free. And in my head, I assumed, well, obviously what's happened here is he, he started tweeting some jokes. People of God will have that. And he's got a career out of it, not knowing he was like a, he's a stand-up in his own right. So I downloaded Twitter and then just read. And then off the back of him, I followed sort of these other comedians. Then there was, um, I can never say his name, Peter. You know Sarah I mean? Finovitz. That's the one. I All can't say, say either because I don't think that's quite right. <laughs> 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 we have to do it. Start with an S and end on a Z and everyone knows what you're talking about. But um, he would do jokes and stuff. So I, I just started doing that. And then before I knew it, people, well, actually, I did initially start, I think I was like just at Jake Lambert. Yeah. And then one day decided to go for this little lost lad thing. And for some reason, as soon as you got some sort of brand on there, people went for that. Just, just happened. So that's imagine that was the story. So it just happened. No, but but I mean, how did you how did you teach yourself how to write jokes? Had you always known how to do that? No, 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 not at all. Me and my well, me and my friend would do stuff where we would like have like pun pun offs, where we would we would, for example, open a random kitchen in the cupboards. Me and my friend Jamie, and then just have a pun off. So we'd just keep going until somebody couldn't come up with a pun with an item that was in there. So I guess actually we did. I sort of knew how to do puns. So what would be an only... example there? Ah, oh, put me on the spot. So would, you, um, would, it, be, would it be something like uh, you'd open a cupboard yeah. and you'd go, you're too slow, you need to, and then it's ca- uh, ketchup? Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. And then I'd be like, oh, come on, you can do pepper than that. Yes. And it'd be really, in fact, me and him used to work at um, Legoland together and we would, um, we, would do, we would give each other little words to slip in to sentences to people. So as somebody walked, we worked in an ice cream and donut shop, and as um, as someone would walk in, he would go like tampon, and I'd have to get that into a sentence. So I'd be washing my hands, and I'd go 
hi. And then they go, hi, can I have a... I said, one, sorry, one second, I've just left the tampon. And I'd go and turn the tap up. And we would actually like just do it like that while we were at work. So we were just, I guess I was actually learning how to do pumps without right. even realising that I would ever do anything with that. But when it came to actual jokes and tweets, I think I just sort of watched what other people did and saw how they made an observation fit into 140 characters and just... I don't know what my first big one was. I remember my I remember one of my first tweets was um uh, my mum makes a mean dinner last night was alphabetic spaghetti that spelt out you adopted. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah that was That's, one of my first. What a good joke that is. <laughs> yeah, and I think once once I did that, I was like, oh, I reckon I've got this. And obviously, there's been some duds over the years, more more duds than virals, but you know, that was it. I reckon. Well, I mean, I know you just said you can't remember. Can you remember what one of the first bangs was? Was it the, was it the spaghetti one? That was yeah, that must have been up there. Um, I, I remember. I remember one of the first big ones was that a text prank I did, which was, which is actually a thing I used to do, but I just decided to tweet it. Which was um, a fun thing to do is to text a friend asking where they are, then text them back as though you're telling someone else. So I text my mate and I said, <laughs> where are you? And he replied and went, I'm just in Windsor. And I texted back and went, he's just in Windsor. And then he, I had like missed calls from him and hit me and like answer your phone. <laughs> Which is, because I used to do it all the time. It's such a funny thing to do. And then I just did a screen grab of that. I thought, I'll tweet that. And it just went bang, bang, bang. And that was it. That, yeah, that was probably the first, I would say, like viral one. I what I like about it. that is that we'll now have, uh, I like to think our listeners will be, will be, doing that prank on their mates even if all they'll be saying is he's at home <laughs> he's at home he's at home yeah it's actually it's aged terribly <laughs> <laughs> it, that really was of its time <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I'm so naive that i would still fall for that now <laughs> jake what do you mean by that um, <laughs> it's so like then, checking up on you <laughs> so then so you start gathering traction uh on social media so then but then taking the leap to live is a that's a whole different ball game. There'll be a lot of our listeners who they might they might have an idea, but then to the, but to take that next step, I mean that that's bold, isn't it? Um, well, I'm not going to say it's bold because what I've just done, I've realised for the last five minutes is say, hey, look how funny I was on Twitter. I'm not going to go, and then I was very bold, but I um, but I was. No, I, I was um, I was actually making short film. I did film at uni, so I was making short. It was actually, yeah, it was laziness that made me do it because <laughs> I was making short films and you'd have to write them, get the crew together, get the I made about three short films, which I enjoyed doing, but it took ages. And then one day, I think it was a snow day. Nobody could do anything. I was sat at home, I was on the computer and I suddenly thought, I'm trying to make these funny. And I thought, if I just did stand-up comedy, I could write this now and I can just go and do it tonight. That'd be so much better. And in that case, I'll be writing it, I'll be performing it, and I'll be directing myself. So I just literally just Googled it and went into that. But I always always wanted to do stand-up. It's, I think a classic thing with comedians, isn't it, where they always realised they wanted to do it, they just didn't quite know. It always took something else to give them a push. Lee Mack's autobiography is very good for that. In fact, my dad read that book. and then That's a great book. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so good. I, I think I got it for him for Christmas, but I read it before I gave it to him, which is a great thing to do with the book. 
because if it's a book that you're going to enjoy and someone else is going to enjoy, you might as well just read it first and give it to yeah. him. And he, yeah, he texted me when he read it and said, I feel like I'm reading your autobiography. Um, I know I worked at Butlins, but I think what he was doing was overarching. It was the same sort of narrative of realising it. So I just went and did it in London. And then it was just, it was performing um, the, the the tweets, basically. Not even performing, to be honest. Just telling them. I, re- I, I reread that book recently. I think it's... Uh... Such a beautiful book. I mean, stuff about his childhood and all that. I mean, it's it's fascinating. You know, the stuff about his auntie mm. and so on. I mean, it's uh, if anyone's not read it, it's it's just a great book, isn't it? I do like to come onto podcasts and just sell other people's stuff <laughs> for them. So uh, he's also got a great DVD. That first one's amazing. <laughs> if you want it, That's there's a sitcom you might not have heard of called Not Going Out, and uh... <laughs> which now is very of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that saves brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Mack in a week's time wondering why there's a spike in sales across book stand-up <laughs> not going out. A how-to guide. Um, well, yeah, when welcome. did you... When, when did Because obviously a lot of comedians, it takes them years to get good but you, you you were good quite quickly were you not uh well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna agree but i'll say i had jokes already which is rare on the open mic circuit to be ah, honest so you you hit the ground running in that regard because most acts and i would absolutely include myself on this it's more about uh the performance and the materials not not there whereas you've come into it already armed haven't you i guess because you knew the jokes were flying yeah, I mean, I had at first I didn't know whether they would work offline. I didn't know if they were just Twitter. But once I did that first gig and they worked, I was like, oh well, I because I used to go and watch open mics before I did it. Did you really? Any, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go and watch them. In fact, I went to watch one in um, it was early two thousand twelve. I went to watch stand up in the the. Cafe. What was the cafe thing? What was it called? Comedy, Comedy cafe. cafe. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word comedy. The, the cafe thing. <laughs> and uh, it was. Um, I saw uh, John Hastings. Yeah, he was on, and um, I thought he was brilliant. And Big then Canadian I, two, yeah, 2012. I moved to Canada uh, just for a year because I've got family friends out there. So I thought I'd go out there for a bit. So I hadn't started comedy yet. And then my friend said, "Oh, there was actually a." local comedy club that we go to on a Monday so we went along from there just watching it then they bring on the headline act John Hastings I'd been to two gigs about 6,000 miles from each other within two months and the same act which obviously blew my mind yeah so I sort of went and spoke to him and then when I came back and started the following year I did the comedy cafe and he was on so I went and told him all that and so he's, he's actually probably probably a bit uh apprehensive of me <laughs> secret fanboy that's incredible um, it was bizarre yeah yeah but um yeah so i used to go and watch it so i think it's like, actually sorry the, the start of the point of that story was open mic was full of maniacs and i basically mentioned john hastings but it's not what i mean he was good and a lot of the people on the open mic circuit are mad can you, you I, can say that can't you well i, I just to anyone to anyone listening who's never been to a, a an open mic comedy night um, and I say this, who did? I did the open mic circuit, you know, for the first three years, probably, of my comedy career. Oh, really? Yeah. 
but I, I think because some people probably w- would bristle at, at you saying that, but it's important that the listener knows oh. that, they're, that they're genuinely are people who oh. are. They, cl- <laughs> I mean, and I, and I say this in the in the most respectful way possible, but there, there are people genuinely, clearly working through Stuff. some sort of issues yeah. in life, aren't they? Yeah, I would often think I would meet some. And then I would, he, like, I remember talking to one particular guy and at one point on stage, I shouldn't say too much in case people know who this guy is, but he was basically on the floor trying to sort of fight off his leather trousers. Anyway, yeah. afterwards... See, I'm not no, batting an eyelid at that description. That's just a, that's, yeah, exactly. that is a normal open mic act, isn't it? On open mic, perfectly normal. Of yeah. course that's what's happening and then you're following that. So I definitely didn't speak to him afterwards. It would have definitely been before because I wouldn't have spoken to that afterwards. But I remember I'd spoken to him and he was married. And then I watched him do that. And then I thought, oh my God, his poor wife. And then I thought, oh no, no, no. That's why he's out the house. She cannot believe her luck that she gets a night off this. Because people were genuinely, okay, thanks for covering my back with saying people are mad. Un- unhinged? Can you say that? Is that all right to say? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think. I'll tell you what. Let's go with uh, eccentric. Eccentric. And yeah. That, and the thing is, though, that is putting it so mildly. Yes. Yeah. It's honestly the stuff you will see on the open mic circuit. It's a bit like when you hear like Stuart Lee talk about comedy in the eighties. All he has to do is just go down to these rooms below pubs, and it's still going on. They're just uh, they're just not getting paid for it. There's apps, and there's the people that were there long before I started and are still there and you're friends with them on Facebook and you see them going it's amazing but they're just they actually admire them oh god bless they them they just keep going and they're so happy so, and yeah it's a subculture I mean let me I mean really Louis Theroux would could do a full <laughs> series on the open mic circuit I I hope he doesn't I would I want to get in there I'd love to make documentaries and what an amazing one that would be to do if well made that would be phenomenal if well made it would be phenomenal because you want to know why they're doing it and i think i guess we've touched on it really a lot of them are i, mean, I suppose you know anyone who does comedy or, or indeed any sort of performance i guess is probably working through some sort of issue you know you, you, yeah your that's dad, true your dad didn't watch you climb that tree that time or whatever um but on the open mic circuit it just feels so much more pronounced doesn't it yes exactly because they are because I'd imagine once you have began a career that you may have gone into because you were working through something, the chances are you've you found your vice. They yes. and so and maybe you know somebody's a professional comedian now who started because they were going through, for example, Sarah Millican's a perfect example, going through a divorce, did comedy. Obviously now is is happy and through it. But these people and a lovely callback to it. Gary Delaney, by the way. I'm, I'm a, them two and John Hastings should watch out. I'm only really in this so, to get closer <laughs> to them. But no, that's a, that's a perfect example. That was it. Yeah. So basically, yeah. The point was, uh, if it was a a man trying to wrestle with his leather trousers, or me who had a joke, I knew that actually I'd be absolutely fine. So for the first six months or whatever on the open mic circuit i realized yeah i was all right it was fine but it actually i think it helped me back because even i reckon i'd i was going for still for i'd say 
three years and I was still writing for Twitter and not for stage. I would, as soon as I thought of something, I would think, how can I get that into a tweet? And it took me ages to lose that. And also because I was writing, not thinking about performance, even now I still know my performance needs to be better because I'm too much reliant on just the joke writing, which isn't good. In fact, I've just started to, this the last few gigs I was doing before the lockdown. We, is, it, is it lockdown? What's, what's quarantine? I guess it's the same. Is it the same? And self-isolation well, is only when you've got you're it. Quar- if you're quarantined, I w- I, this is just my interpretation, you're probably, let's say, you know, I'm in a family of four, wife and two kids. If I was in quarantine, I think I would be in a room on my own and they wouldn't be allowed to come in, I guess. Oh, okay. And the lockdown is obviously not leaving the house. Right, oh, okay. So to help differentiate people at home, people on the open mic circuit should all be in quarantine. <clears throat> cut that out. That definitely can't stay. <laughs> the, the thing is, if, if, if any listener has been to an open mic night, they, they to- would totally know what we mean. I think if anyone is upset by that, I would I would heartily recommend you get down to your local open mic night. So glad you're here, James, because I didn't even know that was, I wasn't sure if that was contentious at all, but basically I'm going to, I could come out of this podcast the most hated man. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily um, people have got bigger things to worry about at the minute. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. How are you, how are you coping uh, with the lockdown? Um, yeah, that was, sorry. Yeah, that was, sorry. I, I interrupted myself and I had to ask about what different words meant. Basically, I started really enjoying comedy just before all this because I started talking really. I, I did some always be comedy, didn't I? Yeah, I started did. talking about being a bit more open and honest on stage, which I know is such a cliche, but it was so fun. And then the last gig I did was in Norwich, and I went out there, did a brand new twenty that I'd been working on maybe since February, and I um and I did it and I loved it. And then I walked off stage, and then that would be the last gig I'll do for about four months. Typical, but. Um, oh, I can't remember the question. What was the question? No, I was, was going to say, how are you actually coping with the lockdown? Oh yeah, uh, um, I think fine for now. It's easier when the sun's out, isn't it? When Mate. the sun was out, those first few days, brilliant. When you found out that the sun was out and the government were all going to pay us, it was amazing. And then. It, I think it was Sunday. Everyone I seemed to speak to really struggled on Sunday. I don't know if it's because it was it was it was cloudy. Suddenly Sundays didn't feel very special because we'd had about ten of them in a row, and then it got a bit difficult. But as long as I think it was, in fact, it was Sunday that really made me go right. Routine. Let's do it. Up on Monday, out for a run, do some reading, do some writing. I was very productive yesterday, but. Um, I think I'm I'm okay, but sorry, it sounds like it's going to be a call for help. I think everyone's going to struggle, aren't they? Everyone's really going to struggle. But so far, I don't know if you found this. People have been so lovely and more open and honest and checking in on people. It's, it's brilliant. Does that make sense to you? Have you noticed that? Yeah. So someone on our street set up a a street WhatsApp group. Lovely. And it's or a very a nightmare. It's a long it's look and it is lovely. People are helping the elderly and people are popping to the supermarket to get stuff for people who can't leave the house. And it's a mm-hmm. beautiful thing. There is a book coming. 
Um, and there is a sense of community. It's fantastic. And then Joe Caulfield tweeted something that I totally relate to. And Joe tweeted that she's concerned that when we go for our walk, we're no longer making eye contact or speaking to each other because of the two meter rule. And I've, oh, okay. I felt that really keenly. And it's, and as, as one of these annoyingly over-friendly northerners, Hey, you're all right. You know, every time I walk past someone. <laughs> and so I've really felt it. So when we go for our family walk in the park, cause our daily bit of exercise, I try really hard to make eye contact with people we walk past and it's, they're not having it. Not, no, it's not happening. I was quite relieved when Joe tweeted it because I just thought it's not might be around here. But um, yeah, are you are you feeling that, or is it friendly where you are? Um, no, I've actually, from what I've noticed, there's been a lot of nods. But I'm doing that thing where I'm sort of holding. If someone's looking away, I'm looking at them longer than I should. Going, hey, look at me, and we'll have a we'll have a little nod, and we'll make yeah. another day. Well, you'll make my day. I probably won't affect yours at all. But I like <laughs> it when you get that little nod. But it's then very, it's very difficult when someone does walk past you and doesn't do it or deliberately avoids you. There was a, a woman who walked past me who pulled her scarf up over her face as she, just to walk past me and then brought it back down again and carried on. I like, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, is it? But I didn't say anything to her, obviously. I ran off after you, her. Was it you that told me that you were in a, someone was in a supermarket and they were wearing a mask? Maybe what, I can't remember. Anyway, they moved their mask to the side so that they can cough. And then put the mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. I don't want to keep it trapped in here, mate. You have it. I did. I did cough in the queue for a supermarket the other day. Oh boy! And it was just tickling the throat. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> and then the looks you get—it's yeah. mad. Yeah. It, in fact, I was—I went to the supermarket and I was listening to uh, Tunnel Twenty Nine. Have you listened to that? No. Yeah. It's the uh, the BBC um, series. They've started doing podcast series. It's about a guy who uh, makes a tunnel and calls through it under the Berlin Wall. And so I was listening to this True thing. True story. True story, yeah. It's amazing. It's a wow. series on, on there. And um, so it's another thing I'm selling on podcast. <laughs> check, check out the BBC's podcast. Is Lee Mack in it? <laughs> no, but you can find him on the iPlayer as well. Um <laughs> Let me check the name of this thing. It's so good. But basically, because it's all about this sort of government lockdown and how they what they did with the wall, it suddenly made me feel, as, as everyone was walking around with these scarves up and the wind was blowing, it suddenly felt like I was there. So actually, it's quite harrowing. So probably not a good time to listen to it. But when this is all over, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> well, but, um, on the past couple weird. of walks, I've, got, I've gone out of my way to instigate the quite loud, hello, are you all right? Because that, yeah. that Joe Caulfield tweet has really stayed with me. It's funny, isn't it, when a tweet gets you like that? The power yeah. of Twitter. Big time. You can read something. It can really ruin something for you as well. If you just read an observation of something that you do or you enjoy and someone takes it down brilliantly with a tweet. Totally. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I reckon um, people could easily do it with like, your favourite TV show or something. If they're just suddenly something... It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts, doesn't it? You take it really personally. I think that's why there's so much anger on there. Actually, it's probably why it's better at the minute, because everyone agrees this is bad. It's sort of the one thing everyone agrees on. I mean, I've said said on this podcast in the past, and I've certainly written about it in Balance magazine, about, you know, I've been quite negative about social media, but I, I, I will... 
I will be the first to admit that during the pandemic and especially during the lockdown, I found real salvation. And, and it's people like yourself. And I speak on behalf of hundreds of thousands of others that, you know, your your jokes, you know, they've really made me laugh very, very hard, you know. Um, you've done, you've been doing very well. You've really taken to it. I feel like people have. People have started, I guess because they've got no other outlet. People who don't usually tweet. You, you'll be, you've been tweeting. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's the word? Prolifically. Because I I, I miss, again, I speak on behalf of, I guess, anyone who's creative. That, uh, That sounds so obnoxious, but you know what I mean? Um, if you don't have an outlet, then you've got to find one, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. And I've actually realised I've I've got. I think I've noticed people on there a lot more as well. And I think I've gotten to the point where I've gone actually, I'm not going to feel guilty about staring at my phone as much as I used to because we we are it is our own it is our window to the well what a wanky thing to say but do you know what I mean it's basically a lot of people are just on their own so I'm on my own now so I'm just of course I'll just have a look through that because it's so i mean look i get sometimes I get annoyed at myself because i stare at my phone all day and then realize somebody messaged me the day before and i somehow didn't manage to reply to them on whatsapp despite the fact i spent all day just staring at my phone but apart from putting it down to go for runs or read or write whatever you just have to be now to keep to actually it used to drive you insane it's actually keeping me sane i reckon i i totally agree and I'm, I'm getting a real sense of uh we need the word community but but i absolutely am i'm uh I'm in constant touch with the likes of yourself and, and Paul McCaffrey and Reese James and, and so on and so on. Definitely more than I would have been before all of this. And there's real, and again, I think I can speak on behalf of our listeners that we're, we're probably, and from what I hear anecdotally, and I'm a wife the same, but we're reaching out to our pals more than, than ever before because we have to, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, that's what I think, this whole um, house party app and all this stuff, they just they must be loving it because well i don't know do they get revenue they must earn money somehow but basically everybody's on it and people are calling me who i would never bother talking to i'm and more in touch with people now than i ever would have been 
just people reaching out, staying in touch. It's great. That's nice. Yeah, no. I, I'd um, to keep me busy. I've started doing that. Have you seen that thing I'm doing? The unlikely tale. Have you seen that? You've just you, you've just beaten me to my next question. Oh, do you know what? How much classier it would have been for me to not mention it and you to have brought it up. I love it. Oh, no, I love actually. it. I love it when uh, I love it when a, a celebrity uh, there's literally no gear change and they force the conversation into the thing that they're plugging. I am. Um, I, sh- I should also mention that many other comedians have got work on TV, on the iPlayer, Netflix, Channel on Demand. Uh, we've got a countdown of uh, Lee Max top ten greatest. <laughs> Um, well, no, I, I, I would love for you to share because I think in the in these times where many of us are seeking comfort through entertainment and culture, this thing that you have created is such a, a fantastic idea. Could you please uh, talk us through where the idea came from, what it is, how our listeners can get involved, get on board? Because uh, it's a it's a brilliant thing that you've done there, Jake. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, it was just. Um... A friend of mine, um, Eamon, who also does my photos, uh, Jigsaw. And that's, again, instantly sending someone out. <laughs> um, get him on the podcast. He'll explain it. <laughs> he, um, he called me up just to check how I was doing. I said, what have you been up to? Because I was writing this other book, um, I just said I'd be doing a bit of writing. He said, oh, well, I thought, basically, I've got nothing to do. So if anyone wanted to do anything together you know, have a think, let me know. And I said, well, actually, I said, I did think of an idea where just on Twitter, and this became the idea, is that I write the first chapter of a story and then give that chapter to another comedian to write the next chapter and then keep passing it around to different comedians. So that I just wanted it to basically be people really need routine. So I thought if it comes out every night at the same time, which is 9pm, and we just tweet it, so we've had, the first one was me, then it was Tom Allen, Susie, Ramesh, Sean Walsh, um, Ivo Graham. And it's just, it's just been brilliant. And people get to, suddenly, I think you get to see or read comedians, um, like different voices and what they bring to a story. But I just thought, just see where it goes, because basically we've got no idea where the story's going to go. But every night at nine, we post the next chapter. And we are literally doing it day by day. So it's quite sort of, it's work to do, basically, which means, you know, I've got to collect clay to all, send it off to the next person, get that, get it all ready to go. But it's just a, a nice thing to do. It's called An Unlikely Tale. And it's just great. And I've actually had a lot of comedians message me asking if they can do it. So people are, people are loving it. Um, yeah, it's good fun. It's really, it's really, it's kept me busy anyway, at least. So what, what's the, uh, is, is, I know there's a Twitter handle. If you could share the Twitter handle, is there a URL as well? Um, there's not. In fact, sorry, the Twitter handle is at an unlikely tale, which is also Instagram. I think I'm I'm going to try and maybe do it so we have like a video book where we also post people reading their chapters. But I know at the end I want to do um, a podcast, just one episode where we sort of have the whole story together, it's just like a free audio book. But so I'll get people to sort of read their chapters. But there's does URL does that mean website? Yeah. Jesus, can you cut that out? <laughs> no way, that's the trailer. <laughs> I just, because obviously, because if, if I didn't say website, basically I need to give my thought process on what I meant there. 
I meant a separate website because obviously the URL then would be twitter.com forward, forward slash an unlikely sure. tale. So even if you haven't got a Twitter, you can still look at it. But it hasn't got a website. Is what is that what you meant? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You can see why I don't go on Jonathan Ross. Can you <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a hey? website would be a good idea, though, wouldn't it? Yes, and work. Um, I mean, it's not like we've got time. I just maybe it's the next thing I do. I th- I think actually I haven't checked, but the guy who does my website, we spoke about it, and he said, "Oh, I'll I'll put something on your website that leads to it." I haven't checked if he's on that. <laughs> that was a week ago. So what I checked is your website. Oh yeah, good point. JakeLambertComedy.com. JakeLambertComedy.com. I mean, what we could find out here. Oh, actually, oh, you click on my website, the COVID nineteen update, which I haven't uh, read. Um, uh, now he hasn't put it on there. <laughs> so, if he's listening, <laughs> could you do that, please? Um, pay him monthly, unbelievable. But um, no, it's um, <laughs> he was going to put some sort of link or something on it. So it might be on there by the time. When's this come out? I reckon Monday. Right, he's got till Monday. Otherwise, I'll tweet his twitter handle and you can all give him abuse <laughs> uh, are you um are you doing anything are you doing doing anything to stay on top of physical and mental health during the lockdown um running physical health yeah and i've ordered a skipping rope superb which i'll i'm lucky we were talking about this the other day with you and i not to show off but we both got gardens and I think that's going to be very important. Um, sorry if you haven't, but honestly, I, I I did. I do think actually, we've got we've got in our local thing we've got a uh, Facebook group, which everyone does like your WhatsApp thing. Yeah, I was thinking of offering the garden out in our slots. Are you allowed to do that? Just for people to come and if they don't want to go for a walk, at least sort it's of great idea. Do star jumps in the garden. Like, great idea. <laughs> yeah, I just think. But there's a, a garden. there's a comedian friend of ours who doesn't have a garden, and so he's bought a, 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 a I know an inexpensive exercise bike. So oh, even if you don't have a garden, there is a way around. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know people that are um, like pregnant, and obviously they can't go out. Yeah. So I was like, you want to get you want to get a treadmill or cross trainer or something, surely, because yeah, you're gonna. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna need it. I mean, that's why You're the Joe, something, aren't you? That's why the Joe Wicks thing is good because I don't own shares in Joe Wicks. It sounds like I do, but you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to buy anything. He's doing that for free, and so all you need is as long as you've got, say, a square meter of space. Then yeah, it's just it, I think that's a genuinely brilliant thing that he's done there. And not to show off the fact that I've read a book or seen a film, at least um, it's very 1984, isn't it? Yeah, was that your it's, tweet? That was my tweet. Not yeah, just, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's a shameless thing to do. But basically, it, it, I cannot believe. I mean, of all the things from that, I'd go, I don't know, maybe were people thinking the same thing when Mr. Motivator was around? Was there someone thinking that? And the 90s going, this is very 1984, isn't it? But the <laughs> fact that we're all now watching this, it's, it's, it's amazing. At nine o'clock, it, on the dot, this. we're all touching our toes and doing squat thrusts. And is, is it on YouTube? Is that what it is? Yeah. I haven't actually watched it, but um, and it is the is, so it's live. Yeah. And then does the video stay there as well? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. So it's like 
for a guy that is on here to talk about how I came through Twitter and the power of social media, it is like I've never used a computer in my life. What are these computers of which you speak? <laughs> I failed to understand what a URL is. I <laughs> have no idea whether my website was updated. I haven't got a website for this thing I've created. <laughs> well, please, may I ask, because I, I do know, as I say, I do know more and more people through no choice really are spending more time staring at their screens and probably, you know, I imagine some people are getting a bit frustrated and, and possibly, you know, struggling with their mental health. May I ask what advice you would give to anyone who might, who might be thinking, how can I turn this into a more productive thing in the way that, that you did, Jake? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very good. So if, if using social media to do what they want to do, um, I think, I reckon, so for example, I got into this through Twitter and it's not until people say it to me that I realise that, oh, actually, yeah, I guess that was quite different and unique. I don't, I just, I was just doing something I enjoyed and then it basically became a job just through doing it. Um, so I would say if you, if there's something that you're good at or enjoy doing, a lot of people won't be as good at as that. So, for example, I know that I can write a joke, and there's even top comedians who would say, "I, I they can't write jokes." In fact, when I was still an open micer and I had a proper job, I I know. In fact, this is before I was an open micer. I would, sorry, an open mic comedian. I would, um, comedians who I sort of not known from the scene around or whatever, yeah. they would message me and ask to buy jokes off me or if I'd write for them. And I had no idea that was a thing. Cause if, and some of these people are household names, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Even if they weren't then, they are now. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's mad. But um, even, like whether it's, I don't know. I'm staring at a plant, so I'll say plants. If you're into plants and you know how to care for a plant or a cactus or whatever, there might be people at home who are looking for that. So they'll search for anything. And you, you can search stuff like that on Twitter and you'll, you'll come up with the people that are into it. People type in comedian and go to people. You get all sorts. So I just think, because you just think of like YouTubers have done it. It's ridiculous, isn't it? They've just sort of, you can watch someone playing a, playstation game rather than playing it yourself so i think even if it's i reckon an amazing one if you're into sewing and knitting right now you would have so many people who would want to just learn with you so if you had an instagram page or a twitter anything and you were just doing that every day people would follow and even if it takes ages i reckon i had only a couple of hundred followers for a while and you just go fine whatever i was happy when it was 20 and then happy when it was 50 then 100 and you just people will love it because they just want something and somebody to follow it's like um it's like louis, we're talking about louis Theroux again all his stuff's available online check it out he's great got books out but he you just you get to meet really interesting people via him so he's your go-to guy so if somebody if i wanted to learn to knit i'd want to find one person and just follow their Instagram account or whatever, and just learn with them every day. So whether it's baking, sewing, whether it's how to um, exercise in your own house 
whether it's how to stretch properly, whether it's how to change your bed sheets the quickest way possible. Do you know what I mean? If if you're into Mate. anything, people are looking for somebody to follow. Is it Mrs. Hinge? Is she called Mrs. Hinge, the cleaning uh, expert? I've, I mean, don't ask me about the internet. I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> there is, there's an influencer <laughs> who's, who's, who's now a best-selling author. I think she's called... There'll be, be our listeners screaming at their phones going, how do you oh, not know? Right. I think it's Mrs. I think she's called Mrs. Hinge. And she, fa- just to totally back up what you're saying, she found her niche was being brilliant at, yeah, found it, Mrs. Hinge, uh, was being brilliant oh, at, at, at cleaning and, and, and so on. Amazing. She's, she's Is she on Twitter? Miss, yeah, I think so. Mrs. Hinge. Hinge. H I N C H. Oh, right. I'm trying to. I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Cleaning tips, the clever ways to tackle. Again, we're selling someone else. <laughs> we almost <laughs> went five minutes without doing it, so let's get that in. Um, oh, right. Okay. I don't think she's on Twitter, but maybe she's on Instagram. But yeah, that's, that's it. Exactly. You just want someone to follow. Um, I was going to say something else, and I can't remember what it was, but it was probably good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I think that's it. Just do it. Because even if, if you're doing what you love anyway, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally agree. And I've Mary seen, Kondo, I've got... that's it. What's that? Mary Mary Kondo. Yeah. Mary Kondo. People just, she's suddenly just somebody who could tell you how to get rid of all your rubbish. You could definitely figure that out on your own, but it's jump, good to have that, someone. Jump cut and she's got, an, and there's a Netflix series. A Netflix series. Mad. Yeah. So just, just do it. It's basically, it's just do it. Everything I've done, I've just done it. <laughs> it's the, um, I don't think that's the most inspiring story, but I just no, but logged it, into Twitter one day and that was it. No, but it's true. You know, and there is a reason why a certain sportswear manufacturer have gone with just do it. It's because <laughs> that, is, that, that, that is absolutely true, isn't it? Sometimes you've just got, you know, I mean, I was guilty of this with, with comedy. You know, I think I just thought that it all just lands in your lap. But the, the truth is, You've got to, whatever it is, you've got to work incredibly hard, haven't you? I honestly thought so much that you just started doing comedy and then people said, hey, come and do this. And then I would meet certain comedians and they are so much more business minded than you could ever possibly imagine. Like household names who I thought were just sort of very, you know. Laid back. Laid back, fly by the seat of the pants, whatever happens, it will happen. And then you realise, you talk to them and they're like, no, I was sending out messages every day. I want to work with this person, that person, bang, bang, bang. And then they've got everything and they've worked so hard and it looks like everything's falling into their lap. It's a bit, it's actually, it was, it was doing stuff. I know. So I, much more than you realise. I know some comedians whose persona is laid back. Yeah. That they've, they've effectively written out a business plan 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah exactly that and it blew my mind i had no idea and it made give, gave me a bit of a kick up the bum as well because i didn't realize that was what happened i was waiting for it all just to fall in my lap this was before i got into stand-up i i think i just thought that i would be i'd keep being the funny gr- the funny one in the group of my mates in the bar channel four would tap me on the shoulder <laughs> sorry mate i couldn't help but hear you being hilarious do you want a, do you want your own 10 episode sitcom <laughs> yes please but only if lee max in it deal <laughs> You just think, you just walk into it and then people go, are you, come and do an advert. You, come and have a series. Um, yeah. Not that, not that at all. 
I mean, is that ruining the magic for people? I don't know. But basically, no, I, just I, everyone you're watching has worked hard, except for a few. Some people haven't worked hard, but, um, you know, they'll get what they deserve. <laughs> Well, just to just to just to uh, tie it all in a bow, I think a nice thing to end on was uh, some of the geeks. Leemap.co.uk. I mean, there's, there's been some amazing pictures of you gigging in what can only be described as mega domes with Michael McIntyre, and that's I mean that that was that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Uh, much better that you brought that up than me, isn't it? That's uh, the Twitter one's fine, but that would have been inexcusable. Is it inexcusable or unexcusable? Inexcusable. Both. Inexcusable. Great. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> you get what I mean. Um, yes, I mean that. That actually, that was something that I tweeted, and I thought I've, I've never really tweeted like that before. But I basically did tweet and say, from writing silly tweets to opening for Michael McIntyre. Um, keep staring at that phone kids i think was the tweet but basically that was that was the own that was the i think there's a few times in between when i was sort of sat on a plane about to go off and do a gig somewhere that i thought this has got a bit out of hand isn't it someone suddenly sending me off somewhere but that was one that was ridiculous we did four nights in norway um the highlight was oslo arena ten thousand people jeez which i'll be honest that was my favourite gig and my favourite venue. So what what that means now is often in green rooms, comedians will sort of say, oh, yeah, what's your favourite room to play? And you might mention The Stand, you might mention Top Secret, and, and the best ones would mention always be comedy in Kennington. Thanks, Jake. And I would go, but what's my second best one? And then I'd say, well, I can't go. It'll be um, Oslo Arena. Norway. <laughs> Come back, guys. <laughs> and then hopefully I'd then go out and die on my ass deservedly. But um oh my god, it was ridiculous. But it was because um that room I don't even call it something like that a room. A lot of arenas and stadiums they go far back and around. Like some of the places we were playing are also sort of double up as hockey stadiums, but this one is purpose built, so it's like a wall of people just there. And the Nordic, apparently all Scandinavian audiences are amazing. They just sit there and they just listen. And if there's a big laugh here, it's an applause break there. Everything's just one up. Um, amazing. Phenomenal. So it, it was, that was ridiculous. That was four nights in Norway. That made me look back at what I'd done and go, this is all right, isn't it? That's amazing. I'm allowed to do that, though. I think I'm allowed to do it every now and again. I think it's important to, I, I've said this before and, and I've had guests say it, it is important to allow yourself to smell the roses. However, you can only smell them for a couple of minutes because then you're in danger of disappearing up your own, you know, where. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, the, 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 we did four nights. Obviously, we were flown out there. We were picked up, driven around. Everything was so looked after us. There was people would, I didn't realise because people kept coming up to me. This, it was the same guy who kept coming up to me. And so what would you like for dinner? And I would just say, oh, what is there? And he'd go, well, they have got pasta, you know, Italian club or whatever you want. And I would go, oh, um, Thai. Then I'll have the Thai. That'd be great. And I'd come off stage and it would be there ready for me. 
And on the last night, I went, the catering at these places is incredible. And he went, what? And I went, every time there's been so much to choose from. And he went, no, 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 when you are, when you walk on stage, I, I go and pick it up from no. the local. <laughs> I had, no, I, I was like, oh my God. I said, I would have just had a sandwich. He was going, as soon as I'd walk out, he'd go and pick it up, whatever I'd ordered. I didn't realise. So I went, oh my, I'm so sorry. I had no idea this is what was happening. Because you just, you were suddenly in this ridiculous world. <laughs> Mental. And then the the day after I got back, I had another gig in uh, Ipswich. Yeah. And I had to drive myself there. And on the way, I had to pull over and pick up a Greg's. So, you know, you can only really enjoy them <laughs> before you come crashing back down to reality. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Can't enjoy it for too long. I mean, uh, I certainly can't take the if i'd walked off of stage in oslo and then walked onto my next gig as though i just that was the same you're gonna die on your ass life has a great habit of punching you in the face and that would have that that's the great thing about life i think isn't it the great leveler yes exactly yeah and i'll hand it to them it was a lovely vegan sausage roll great <laughs> you did your job but you know have you read you any uh have you read any PG Woodhouse? I mean, thank you so much for asking, but I don't know who that is. Mate. I've heard Stig Abel talk about it on Front Row. I listen to Front Row every day. That's another great bit. The BBC, they Mike, really owe me now. I'd, I'd say, to, I definitely, I've talked about him before on this podcast, but in terms of someone who just understood the human condition in terms of life being a great leveller, and he would, you know, he was writing these books in the 1920s, but he would use these terms of phrase about how just when you think life is going your way is the moment that the rug gets pulled from under your feet and so on. And when when I first yeah. read him, I just thought, oh, I'm not, I'm not the only person that thinks this sort of stuff, you know, but he was articulating it in a way that I could only dream of. But if you, if you want to read anything during the lockdown, uh, oh, right. I'm- P.G. Woodhouse is special. Really? And it's... What would he, what's his best known book? What would he be known for? The Jeeves and Worcester series. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know of them. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm basically, I don't, just so to defend myself now, because I've just stared at you when you said P.G. Woodhouse. I recognise the name. I wouldn't know who that was, but I'm really bad with names. I'm currently reading a book, and honestly, I couldn't tell you the author or the title of the book. I totally relate to that. I totally relate to that. I've said so to my wife, oh, I'm reading, I'm reading this great thriller, and she's gone, what's it yeah. called? I've, got, I've, I've literally got no idea. No, generally, at this moment, so I couldn't tell you the main character's name, but every time I pick it up, I love it. But what a book. <laughs> what a book. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you said that, because honestly, I've got no idea. I've, oh, my God. So people will say to me, have you read Blah Blah? And I'll go, you're going to have to tell me a lot about it, maybe show me the front cover. And I'll go, yeah, I've read that. Yeah. In fact, I'm on um, I'm on Goodreads. It's been a while since I sold another website, Goodreads. And so I actually update all the books I'm reading or have read. So I'm like, at least I now know. I've got somewhere I can update it because I've never know. But P.G. Woodhouse, I love that. Thank you. I've definitely heard Stig Abel talk about that. Do you know Stig Abel? Yes. Very, very good man. But he does Front Row. I listen to Front Row every day to get my arts and culture. Front Row's wonderful. Let's promote Front Row. As you say, it's been a while. (laughs) But that is, I was really hoping um, that they would pick up an unlikely tale, but you know, you can't have everything. 
<laughs> Boys from Nightmare Street. <laughs> <laughs> but mind uh, you, I don't want to go on there and start getting asked about authors I've never heard of. But Jake. I'll tell you of the authors I have heard of, and that is uh, me, Tom Allen, Susie Ruffle, Ramesh Ranganathan, Sean Walsh, Ivo Graham. Oh, and tonight we've got um, Adam Kay of This Is Going To Hurt fame. Amazing. That's an author I know. So there you go. Stick that is, up here. Is Lee Mack writing a chapter? All right. <laughs> uh, Jake, mate, this, this has been... I, I've loved this episode so much. So thank you so much for your time. It's been good fun. Um, I'm sorry about the open mic bit. I genuinely was just trying to be honest. No, but I I'm think I, down. you spoke. You spoke with with honesty, with candor. You spoke. Also, you're speaking from experience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I've been so, there. I've lived it. The only reason why I'm wrapping this up, and I'll keep, I'll happily keep this in, is because I don't know how long we get. So I, I'm scared of it running out or it not saving properly. So at least. Oh yes, good point. Oh, because we're recording this. We're recording this over Zoom. Yes. I just feel like we should give that a shout out, the actual thing we've been using. Because if anyone needs things. a plug right now, it's Zoom. <laughs> People are going mad for it. Why is it? Why is this suddenly taking over FaceTime and Skype? Great question. Don't know the answer. I don't know. It's literally in the last week, everyone's just gone, Zoom is the thing. I you... had some meetings last week and it was like FaceTime and, so, and it was like, what, are you mad? No, it's all about Zoom. <laughs> It's all about Zoom now. And I don't know why everyone suddenly moved over to Zoom. I don't know what's happened. But you asked me if I had it and I said, I'll download it. And then you, had to, you told me that it's a website, not an app. So I had no idea what it was. I know, I've got no idea. I basically, I know what I need to know. That's another tip. Just only know what you need to know. Now, that is good life advice. Honestly, don't worry about it. Just know what you need to know. That is it. Thanks for having me. Jake, I love you very much. God bless you. Cheers, mate. Love you too. Thanks. Huge thanks to Jake. What a great guy. So we might see you this Wednesday then. Show starts at eight. I've turned this into terrible self-promotion. That's absolutely not the intention. But I mean, it is literally this Wednesday. Sean Walsh, Sean Swan, Joe Caulfield, Ray Badrum. <laughs> Just, I must say, it's been nice doing gigs in my slippers. Uh, it's one of the many benefits. Uh, thank you all very much for your support. As always, it means the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, spread the word. Tell your friends. At Balance LDN, I'm at James Gill Comedy. Uh, take care. We'll be back on Monday. God bless you. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.